Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of cleantech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in, and welcome to our tribe. All right, welcome back, Solar Warriors, to another Tactical Tuesday, a short-form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice to build your solar business and career. You know, 10 years ago, if you called on a solar company to give you a rooftop solar system proposal, one of the installer's very first steps would have been come to your house and get up on your roof, take a bunch of measurements and pictures to evaluate the project, a site survey, as we call it. You know, this process is starting to change, however, with the rise of a new technology. It's probably why you're here to listen. Drones are taking over the world. Curious how all this works? Well, get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. Here we go with another powerful conversation on Suncast. According to Ryan Tong, director of marketing at DJI, pretty well-known drone company, Roof inspection hadn't changed significantly over the past decade, introducing safe and accurate drone-based 3D models to replace survey wheels and measuring tapes is a step forward for the industry, end quote. Drones and solar have a number of advantages that make them appealing to both homeowners and installers, including saving time and money for everybody involved. Today, we're going to look at exactly how drones are used in the solar projects, especially for the residential and commercial industrial sector. We're going to chat with one of the leading companies helping solar installers adopt this technology to scale their operation. Joining me for the discussion is Jason Steinberg, CEO of Scanifly, the only drone-based solar software focused on the surveying and design process. Jason, welcome to Suncast. It is great to be here, Nico. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. I have really enjoyed watching kind of how drones have begun to take a common place and parlance and position in our industry. You know, I noticed something while there seem to be a lot of drone companies and operators, there doesn't seem to be kind of like a native company in the solar drone space, at least not until Scanifly. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but you guys are at least among the very few, if not the only ones that kind of come from the solar industry and have adapted drone technology. Yeah, that's right. Um, We like to say we're the only drone-based solar software, and, and you can caveat that by saying focusing on the survey and design process. Most of the other drone platforms um, are looking at other industries first or foremost, whether it be roofing and insurance, construction, forestry, um, or come from those industries. We are solar professionals first, foremost, and that's entirely our experience as a team. Uh, If you're not a software developer at your company, you only are hired if you're a PV professional. Um, So we have people who are former surveyors, designers, installers, project managers. We've got over 10,000 of projects built under our belts across a variety of companies around the U.S. And so we know firsthand what it's like to be on that roof on that scorching hot day Mm -hmm. or to fall off that ladder and all the other applications that aren't fun about being in solar or are fun. Uh, And so that's why we're building our software entirely for the solar industry. For you savvy solar warriors out there who have been listening to Suncast for a long time, you may recognize the name Scanifly, because we interviewed the founder of Scanifly, John Novak, back in episode 179. There's a lot you can learn about how this company came about, but I'm going to ask, Jason, would you just give a few moments on kind of the history of Scanifly for those who maybe haven't had a chance to learn more about it? Yeah, happy to provide a little context for people who are new to us. 
So Scanoffly was started in 2016 by John Novak and Dennis Kobazev. And really it was around the experiences that John had in the industry for many years beforehand. He was a surveyor in the Northeast who was experiencing all the different weather conditions, didn't really love being on the roof. He was the designer for many years, pumping out a lot of volume at once and seeing those inefficiencies firsthand. And he said, there's got to be a better way to use new technology to add benefits to our industry. And so he saw the rise of cloud computing. He was intrigued by drones and he saw that AI was the future. And if you could combine those different technologies and think about the direction of the solar industry, of what the problems are and what needs to be solved to really scale, to really affect climate change and grow renewable energy, grow solar energy, he said that drone-based 3D modeling is that solution. And so he and Dennis teamed up to start building the software. And that's really what you see today is a lot of their hard work and vision. And that informs who we are as a company, right? Being from the industry, thinking about the problems in the industry, and really trying to find solutions just for solar professionals. Well, Jason, uh, some folks might say, well, are you, are you coming from a solar construction background? I know that you particularly, and this is a great asset for the, the drone industry, because, you know, software is data. You come from a very data heavy and research and analytics background. Uh, we'll probably get into a little bit about some of the amazing blogs and articles you guys have written to support the industry. But could you give me a bit of a background, kind of a fact check on your like macro understanding of the solar industry? I know you spent, I think you spent some time at Bloomberg. Briefly on my background, I started my career as an installer, spent a couple summers on the roof um, in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania market. Um, but then after that, wanted to spend more time on the research side. So I worked as uh, the only data researcher at Bloomberg New Energy Finance uh, and tracked every renewable energy project, investment, and company in North America for about three and a half years for the company. From there, I spent time on the banking side, um, so providing financing to a variety of projects, mostly in the solar industry. Um, so I do have a hybrid background of being on the contractor side and really understanding what that looks like, but also looking at it from the macroeconomic perspective. Anyone who's been in solar for a long time knows that the industry has grown dramatically. We used to say 10 years ago when I started that if you're standing on a roof installing a system, if you see another project in that neighborhood, you're in a pretty densely populated solar neighborhood. Right now, when you're on the roof, you should be able to see a bunch, which is pretty fantastic. I think you know the latest data showed that solar's penetration in the US is about 3% and change, mm-hmm. but we know it's got to get upwards of 20% in the next decade or so to have a real impact. So I think there's a lot of room to run. Uh, and now it's just about how do you get glass on the roof quickly and safely for everyone? Yeah. And the with the Biden administration announcing recently a very concerted effort to move from 4% roughly of the industry powered by uh, the, the energy sector powered by solar to 45% by 2050, we have a lot of headroom, as they say, where the money flows, the attention goes. And, you know, one of the things that I find important here for Suncast listeners is to think about how the skills you can add to your toolkit, whether it's personal or corporate, can help you scale quickly because we've got a lot of opportunity ahead of us. I've been in this industry for 16 years. You've been in it for a long time as well. And I've never seen such an opportunity. I really feel like we're just finally getting to the beginning of the inflection point for our industry. So I have a question for you, dear listener. You know, we're coming up on Q4. It's almost October. Hopefully you're planning for the end of the year. And, and as we know, many of you are prepping for the, what is often the busiest time of the year. How do you capitalize on those opportunities without overbuilding capacity on your sales and operations teams? You know, homeowners are going to be rushing to go solar. How do you capture as much of that market as possible? Position yourself to be nimble and efficient 
we're balancing high demand, especially for labor in the marketplace. And the ITC is, at least for now, stepping down. So you can bet there's going to be a huge influx in the next three months of homeowners raising their hand and saying, please, please come check my house. Let me know if I qualify for solar. You know, Jason, you and I have talked about this a lot offline, but uh, as this is the busiest time of the year for most solar companies, I'd love to know, you know, do you have any, given your data rich background, any sort of insight into the step change in volume that residential companies tend to see in the fourth quarter? We don't have any underlying data around when projects are installed at what cadence. Um, We do have some information regarding the anecdotes uh, from our user base though. And we know that there are more surveys being done. There's a larger allocation of resources to the installation aspects, especially October through December. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know even that trickles into January. So in terms of the focus, in terms of the adoption of solar, there's a big push in Q4. And that's been going on historically because of the tax credits every year in our industry for a long time. So we're going to talk today very specifically and strategically about how folks can leverage drones. Drones are all the rage, right? Everybody's got a drone. I've got a DJI Mavic, uh, what is it, the two light, the little, like the tiny little one. There's so much fun and just about everybody can drive one. Uh, But I don't think it's necessarily, you know, uh, intuitive for folks to imagine exactly how drones are super useful in the solar industry. What exactly can one do with a drone with with regard to residential solar or CNI solar? Solar. We see four different applications for drones in the typical contractor-based role, um, residential and commercial solar in particular. Um, You know, there's surveying, which is really where our bread and butter is. There is construction reporting, more commonly used for large-scale systems. There's thermal applications used mostly for maintenance, and that's a lot large-scale systems, some commercial ones. And then there's marketing, you know, the the as-built shot, the finished shot that you put on the website or you send to the homeowner. Jason, let's zero in then on the surveying piece. I've, you know, I've read a bunch of stuff on your website and and just industry broadly. And it seems like there are a lot of things that one needs to take into consideration to actually figure out how to incorporate drones. Uh, A lot of you guys refer to them as solar drone programs. Can you just outline for us at a high level, what are the major benefits then of having a solar drone program in by and large an installer organization in this case, I think is what we're going to focus on. Yeah, sure. So at a high level, um, we see a variety of quantifiable benefits as well as some qualitative ones. Um, so you're going to save up to 90% of your survey and design time. Right? That's primarily coming from instead of putting a ladder up on the roof and walking around on a roof all day or designing manually, you're flying a drone and you're using automated software. You're going to be able to scale your capacity. So we've seen people go from two to three projects a day to 10 to 15. So we say a three to five X per project growth on the volume side. Uh, the current record for Scanifly is 26 site surveys done in a day by Daron Yasur in Israel. It's pretty spectacular. We, we have a whole write-up on our site that actually outlines what he did from the time he woke up to the, when he went to bed and how he went through all of those systems with a lot of strategies about maximizing the day. The YouTube video is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Other quantifiable benefits are, um, you know, we've seen insurance premiums be reduced by up to 15 times. We've heard from our users that the premium for an on-roof worker all the time is about seven and a half percent, whereas an office worker is 0.5 percent. 
Um, now that's different between locale, that's different ge- geographically, that's different based on use case. But generally, you're going to have a significant reduction of insurance because people are on the roof either not at all for surveying or much less. And then on the qualitative side, there's obviously significant safety benefits and minimization of redesigns. Uh, so there's a fully streamlined process that a drone can allow you to do as you take a project from closing the sale or even before the sale for some people all the way through to construction. Having done a ton of site surveys in my day, I can tell you one of the things that I would intuit that homeowners love is that you're already you're already a little bit invasive of their privacy just by coming to their home, especially the pandemic era. Almost nobody wanted me to like climb up on their roof. And certainly those who are particularly safety conscious would notice that I was going up on the roof like most of you guys out there are without any fall protection. And that's one of those areas where uh, I particularly see like this is one of those moves that can really build even more trust with the homeowner out the gate. Especially during the pandemic where social distancing was critical, we saw drones become even more relevant, right? You can do a fully accurate survey at a distance from a homeowner. Then factor in the cool factor, the wow factor of using a flying robot of technology. It really is starting to become ingrained in the actual workflow. Another major benefit for homeowners is the underlying imagery, So typically a homeowner is seeing a proposal that's used on satellite imagery or other diagrams of a project. Using our software, we can provide real world context or a virtual replica to scale model of the property. The 3D model is automatically being created by our algorithms. And so they can actually see a representation of what their home will look like from a sidewalk view, from a top-down view at any time or day of the year with shadows, with the surrounding vegetation. It looks lifelike. In some cases, you can't tell the difference between the drone photo and the underlying model. For a homeowner to be able to connect with their system that way before it's installed, to really see what it looks like, allows them to get really excited about going solar and to truly see what the final product will be. That's fascinating, uh, Jason. And I mean, you just referenced some of the satellite imagery-based models like Aurora, Helioscope, they've been around for a long time. How is what you all produce and your software different from them? Sure. At our core, our foundational data sources are different. A lot of proposal tools, and and I'll just talk generally, a lot of proposal tools are uh, satellite imagery-based, where you can add other base layers into it, and that's great, but it's more remote technology. We have an on-site solution. Our underlying technology is drone-based images. They're JPEGs that are geo-referenced to make a 3D model. So for us, you have that automated 3D model there. And a lot of other tools, it's either flattened 2D or you have to manually extrude the heights and plug them in yourself with estimates. And so our underlying data sources are different. We believe at Scanafly that a preliminary design based on a satellite image is is a great first step. It informs the process. It provides an estimate of what the system will look like. It's a great way to engage with a homeowner and get that process started. It's a sales tool and they produce great proposals, a lot of the satellite imagery-based tools. But most of the industry, over 90%, goes on site sometime before construction to collect data, right? Whether satellite imagery is outdated or pixelated or 2D, or they want to check electrical systems, or they just want to check in with the homeowner, you're going on site. And our opinion is that Because you're going on site, you might as well get the most updated real-time accurate data. 
which drone imagery provides. And so that's really where we come in. We're not a sales tool necessarily. We're really focused on that survey and design stages. And so most of our users actually have subscriptions to Aurora, Helioscope, SolarGraph, Solo, and all the others. But once that sales process is ending or close to ending, that's when Scanifly picks up and takes the baton to the construction stage. And so we really provide that opportunity to have a more accurate, efficient, and safer survey and final design process. Jason, I think one of the things that we highlighted in the very in the very beginning is we're coming into a busy time of year and we know that operationally there can be a backlog often if you've got a great sales team the operations team has to keep up most of the time site surveys within the large organizations don't happen simultaneously with a sales individual sales consultant visiting with the homeowner so help us get a sense of timing and and scope around how long a traditional site survey takes, where it fits in the operation cycle, and how leveraging a drone program can reduce that cycle and increase efficiency and scale. The average site survey time that we see is about 60 minutes. That includes a ladder, climb on the roof, get measurements, do a rough shading analysis if you're doing it on site, and some internal work. However, 23% of the industry has said to us that they're doing 60 to 90 minutes, and 10% of the industry is doing above 90 minutes. We've seen people do three to four hour surveys. And so they're only getting to two to three sites per day. The folks that are doing manually, right? So not with a drone, five sites a day, and they're really hustling through it at that 30 minute mark per survey. They're usually missing things. They're either not measuring every roof, which might mean another truck roll. They're missing keep outs, or they're not going on the roof at all. And that's really where change orders, redesigns, call-offs, issues with the process come into play. With a drone, I like to say that you can actually get all of your external survey data in the same amount of time it takes to set up your ladder. And Nico, you and I have both set up the ladder. We know how long that takes, right? Especially if you're driving around in a Prius with one of those gorilla ladders. Okay. Or you're driving around with an enormous van and three ladders and you got to choose which one comes off the ladder rack and you got to clip on the clamps. And and let's not even start with, you know, fall protection, PPE or or clamping the ladder down, right? So let's, let's be generous and say, Your ladder takes about 10 minutes to set up safely or moderately safely, right? A drone flight on average is going to be about 10 minutes. We say between seven and 12. It can go above 12 by a couple of minutes if there's a ton of vegetation, like in the Pacific Northwest, but you're really flying the drone for about 10 minutes and it's almost entirely automatic. So we've seen people actually go from two to three site surveys a day to six to seven. I said at at one point, you know, the drone can do 26, right? So when it comes to scaling, When it comes to driving volume, right? A lot of companies that we are working with are doubling and tripling their project capacities. More homeowners want to go solo. There's more excitement. There's more knowledge of the technology. How do you scale up? Especially at the end of the year, it's drones. When you could triple your survey volume just by adding technology that takes just a week or two to adopt, why not? Not to mention the other benefits that we'll talk about. Well, you mentioned like a, a, you know, five to six X speed or two to three max uh, traditionally. I read somewhere that, drones can reduce site survey time by like 90%. Of course, the internet always tells me the truth. A question I have as a clarification is like, I can definitely see how this is true for Resi. Is it the same for commercial? It's even better for commercial. We've gotten our chops in Resi to start. I think that's because it's a more competitive market. There's a lot of, of local and regional contractors in the long tail. 
you know, Resi is more apt to adopt new tech. They don't sub out as much work. So the workflows are a little bit more simple, right? So Resi has been an early adopter for drones in our technology. But I actually think that this is a better fit for commercial projects that overpay in a lot of cases for engineering work because it takes so long, right? So the average commercial project might take four to eight hours to tape. It could take several days if it's a large high school or a large warehouse or just a massive site with multiple roof planes and lots of obstructions. And so the drone flight for a commercial project could be 20 minutes, 25 minutes if we're talking about a one to two million square foot building. Wow. And so you can get all the measurements right there from the 3D model once it's done. But an on-site experience can go from four hours, eight hours, two days if done correctly to 20 minutes. That's some significant time reduction. And you never have to go back to the site to get another measurement because you have it all in there in the 3D model that was created. I can think of so many times where I would have loved to have this one. <laughs> When I was roaming around roofs in California, goodness gracious, how the industry has has, uh, has moved forward. You know, one of the things that is a big constraint as well, not just like the time element of doing these things, but the workforce, which is a major theme right now, both in our current administration and in the solar industry writ large, one of the main constraints in any company is staffing. Are you telling me that I've got to go hire specific drone pilots? Not necessarily. We actually find the best value is retrain your current team, or if you have a student or someone who's learning solar, mm-hmm. teach them how to fly a drone. Uh, so let me break that down for you. And we usually get asked, should I train a solar person on drones or a drone person on solar? Oh, I was going to ask that question. I'm glad you went there. All right. So th- this is where I want to go because I want to clarify this and then provide some insight as to what that entails to go into the training itself. We recommend working with your current solar staff and training them on drones. But let's tackle the other side of the equation first, which is taking a drone person and teaching them solar. We get a lot of inbounds from drone pilots who fly for real estate, who fly for insurance, search and rescue, construction, and they say, we want to add solar to our portfolio. And it's absolutely possible. And they're fantastic. And we can recommend a lot of these people nationwide. But there are certain questions we always like to ask. Have you designed solar? Are you comfortable going in an attic? Do you know how to measure a rafter? Or the most important one for certain applications, are you comfortable taking the dead front or main service panel cover off? And as you go down these questions, Mm -hmm. we find that drone pilots have a limitation. Now, as a survey staff, if you just want to get the external, if you just want to get the external part of the house, a drone flight is perfect. But once you go inside, a drone pilot will have limitations because they they won't know what to look for when it comes to the solar surveying process. We can train that person, but it's typically tougher. So we recommend actually, fire department workers and home inspectors are the best drone pilots to train in solar because they already are comfortable around all the aspects inside of a house, including electrical work. That is fantastic. Well, I mean, are these kinds of jobs, site surveyors, are they in high demand, short supply? How can they get paid? You actually have a fantastic blog, by the way, that we'll reference in our show notes that talk about why contractors pay what they do for drones and how hard it can be to hire. Can you talk a bit about some of the uh, highlights from those? Yeah, so this goes to the second side of the equation, which is it's easier to train up a solar person on drones than vice versa, Hmm. right? So we know that one of the toughest jobs to find in the industry is a surveyor job. You need someone who knows the system as well as an installer or designer, but can physically navigate all of the surrounding property and in some cases interact with a homeowner. It's not an easy job to find. And it's also not a high paying job because there's not a lot of room for mobility and it typically requires a more entry level role. So finding a good surveyor is tough. And from their perspective, you know, climbing on roofs can be unsafe, not ideal. It's a long learning curve for the reasons I just mentioned. 
You spend a lot of time driving on average, you know, four to 45 to 90 minutes between sites. It could be upwards of several hours if it's a company that works in a remote area. And there's some anxiety around, you know, like doing this whole process. Um, we've seen uh, job write-ups for surveyors that read more like an acrobat or a fire department worker than an <laughs> actual solar professional. And so drones can really mitigate against all of that, right? Uh, and, and so we know the difficulty in finding surveyors. Again, we recommend if you want to find a home inspector or fire department worker, or actually your installer is probably the best person to train up on a survey role. And mm-hmm. we've seen people start as an installer and then can convert to the survey role. Uh, um, I was going to ask, so is, this kind of like, is this kind of like an upgrade in job, right? In some cases, it can be, right? Installer can be pretty grueling doing that all, all hours of the day. This is a bit more of a hybrid role. I mean, it could be a good shift for someone who has done a couple of years on the install side. Now, now in terms of hiring that drone pilot, solar surveyor combo, or, or what that person can make, or, or some of the details, this is the breakdown that we usually say. It's about zero to $200 for the curriculum to learn how to get your license. To get your license with the FAA, it's about $175. And then getting a drone could be anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to about $1,600. So simply put, with you have those three pieces, curriculum, license, and drone, you're looking at under $2,000 all in per person. We see the payback on that investment for the company be within months one to two easily because of all the time savings, the volume growth, no redesigns, lower insurance premiums, all those quantifiable benefits. You're going to get payback immediately. That's pretty good payback for that investment. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're trying to write down numbers, don't worry about it. I'm going to link all this stuff in our show notes. There's actually a really cool article that Jason and his team wrote on why contractors pay more for these skills. Jason, keep going. And that's where I was actually going to go is that last point. So Mm -hmm. from the contractor perspective, it's a no-brainer in terms of scaling and then driving operational efficiencies. From the person, from the individual, Mm -hmm. right, the benefits are not just qualitative in terms of safety and comfort and, and, and job progression from having your drone license, but real dollars. We have seen, and we have written a study on this that, you know, Nico, you said you'll, you'll link, that shows that if you fly a drone and you have your license, you can make $3 or $6 more per hour. Wow. Right? And that's, that's like serious cash. That's thousands of dollars. So we've seen people make between $8,000 and $14,000 more per year that they can command in this market because they can fly a drone and know exactly what they're doing as a surveyor. So do you have a sense of what the, the average base salary is of the kind of person that's going to do this drone system? We've seen the salary range between high 30s to mid 50s, depending on market. Depending We're talking on about market. a 30% raise. Well, so so the range that I gave you there is, you know, starting with no drone and, you know, uh, working in a non-prevailing wage market where there's a lot of labor uh, available. Caveat, say, like, caveat, like caveat. Texas, the right? point is, it sounds to me like you could potentially get somewhere between 10 and 30% raise by opting into this kind of a role. That's fantastic. You're absolutely right, Nico. That's spot on. You also point out, uh, I don't know if it was in that article or another, I read so many of your articles. What a, what a treasure trove of education you've got there, uh, that drones are even helpful to something that's really near and dear to me in this industry, which is our diversity, equity, equity and inclusion. It's a fascinating angle. Can you tell me a little more about it? Yeah. And I'd like to tell you guys a story, actually, when it comes to this one. So when we were early on in our process, we were speaking with a contractor who had a veteran uh, who was one of their surveyors, you know, and he used that job to support his family. But then he had an injury on site, in part by going on the roof. And he was worried that he was going to lose his job. The company adopted drones. We helped train him up. And he has a job for life, despite the leg injury. That's amazing. And so specifically with veterans, and we know that 
There's a program going on called Solar Ready Vets that the U.S. Department of Energy and NAPSEP are working on that we're trying to get involved with and trying to offer value to. But even outside of vets, right, people who either have disabilities or come from underprivileged backgrounds that need to learn new tech to get a job, this is something that simplifies the survey process. It makes it easier to adopt, and especially for veterans who already have amazing skills. This is a great entry point into the industry. And, and like you said, we, we do need to improve the diversity of our industry for you know obvious benefits of having uh, more different people, but also because the number of solar professionals in the industry, I think, I think it's remained more or less flat, right? The labor force mm. in solar has remained flat, whereas the number of projects installed has grown dramatically every year. Mm-hmm. So we need more people in the industry. And this is a great entry point for a lot of people with different skill sets. And we're actually, we've actually launched a free drone training program called the Scanafly Surveyor Associate Program, where we will train up people for free. It's a one-hour course, once a week for four weeks. We'll teach the practical side. We'll support the drone training side. And if you get a 92% or higher on your FAA test within a couple of weeks after, we'll actually pay for that test fee. So you can get free training. And this is our commitment to the industry to help improve diversity and the labor force and get people trained up on new tech and get off the roof. That's fascinating, Jason. Why didn't you tell me that already? Uh, I know that we're going to do this webinar on Thursday where we're giving away a drone, but I think we should probably include in the conversation there what you just talked about, uh, how folks can not only get a free drone, but also get their, you're telling me they can get their license paid for if they apply themselves through this program. That's correct. It's our commitment to the industry. We've been proponents for continuing education since the beginning of our commercialization. Um, We've been one of the only companies that have done monthly NAPSEP trainings every month since early 2019, when we really got started to get going on new tech, on drones. We do an annual course with Solar Energy International, and we do a ton of training. That's part of you know, how we want to help the industry. We know that new tech is somewhat complicated. You're trying to put glass on the roof all year long. You're balancing a ton of different things as a contractor. It is tough to change your workflow. We know it from being solar professionals and learning new tech ourselves. So we are committed, and this happens for every user that comes on our platform. We have an extensive onboarding program and we have tons of materials to get you up to speed all for free. All we want you to do is use our software by the end of it and you'll see the benefits. Okay, Jason, I'll change uh, pace a little bit here. We spent a lot of time talking about the surveyors, which is usually the in-field aspect of selling solar. But how does this software and the ability to use drones affect the the folks in the house, the designers? The designers have historically had a complicated job. They're taking inferior on-site data that's typically been scratch paper. And this is not to denigrate the surveyor, but when you're on a 45 degree pitch roof, it's 100 degrees and it's your third site of the day, it is tough to take good notes on site, right? And then you're also looking at satellite imagery, which is not perfect. So a designer typically is in a lose-lose situation because the output they send to the installer, the installer has to do their best. And so we have seen that the history of our industry has produced roughly $750 on average change order for a residential site. That is a number that we have actually pulled across dozens and hundreds of solar contractors and gotten that data. So that's what they've shared with us. And it could be anywhere from thousands of dollars if it's a major hardware mess up or a lot of vent pipes missed, or it could be something small. It could be something complicated as a tree being removed that wasn't seen on satellite imagery or wasn't measured correctly on site. And so we know that the designers have a complicated job, but when you have a two-scale, fully updated model from drone imagery, it eliminates all of those redesigns. There's no questions about accuracy anymore. There's no questions about where trees are at or sheeting implications. And we actually can quantify this. 
On our website, we have something that we call the ROI, return on investment calculator. And you can plug in a lot of this data and we can produce what drones will mean for you from the survey and design perspective. We also have on our website something called the accuracy pledge. The accuracy pledge is a list of points, about five points, where designers and contractors have put their names to it, saying this is a platform that creates zero redesigns, that it is as accurate as pulling tape, if not more accurate, in the field. Zero redesigns. Correct. What, what? You, what I like to say is what you survey should be what you design, should be what you install. As a yeah. former installer, I'm not, I don't want to be a designer in the field. I don't want to get a layout that says 20 panels and I can only fit 15. I can eyeball it once I get out there. My job is to put panels on the roof and make sure it works. My job is not to redesign a system. And when an installer has to take that liberty, a lot of the process gets messed up. And it's unclear who's at fault there because it's it's a tough workflow. Drones clean all of that up. But from the designer, going back to your original question, from the designer's perspective, this allows them to have all of the data they need up front and to produce a near-perfect layout to the installer And it really streamlines that entire process. There should be no redesigns. There should be no delays. There should be no change orders if if it's being used correctly. During COVID, we heard of designers trying to do everything with remote imagery and not going to the site for obvious reasons. Even though drones you can do at a distance, they still wanted to respect homeowner space. And I'm talking about the East Coast here. I'm not talking about a, a very rural environment. I'm talking about a pretty densely populated East Coast market. And when we started engaging with that user, they told us that before using Scanifly, they were doing this fully remote during COVID and they had 80% redesigns. There was another company that said that they had 65% and a lot of tree mitigation issues. Both have adopted our software, drone and design using our software every single site, and they have almost no redesigns. And so what I'm sharing with you is not just our marketing stuff. This is anecdotes from users who are transforming their workflows. And the best part is, and this ties into your question earlier related to Q4, we've seen them scale because we see the number of projects they upload. We've seen them really grow capacity, double and triple capacity. Their businesses are taking over. Their businesses are the ones succeeding and connecting with homeowners better than ever. And so we really see that from a clear process, especially for designers, this makes a huge difference. Jason, you hit on something that I, in the back of my mind, I've been sort of rat, rat, rattling around with here. Uh, and that is that the way our industry is designed, you've got a lot of independent sales organizations. In some cases, they number in the hundreds of salespeople knocking doors and teeing up appointments and even contracts for third-party installers and contractors, the folks that you typically work with, your, your son commons of the world. I've been wondering, like, is this something that a sales organization could also bolt on and be useful. I have to imagine it makes the handoff to the installer that much more efficacious. Correct. The answer to your question is yes and no. And I'll start with the no first. We're not a proposal tool. We don't have financing data. You can't secure financing through our software. And so the the meat and potatoes of what that sales experience is going to be is that proposal. That's not what we do, right? We're, we're really focusing on that onsite survey into the design. However, a use case that has started to develop is people closing sales with our software. As the industry has gotten more competitive and there's been a larger push to reduce change orders, we're seeing more and more people use our software pre-sale closing, upfront, either because they want to show a more accurate layout and not a fudge factor layout, because that's important to their reputation and homeowner uh, expectation management, or they want to see a virtual replica of the property, that wow factor of flying a drone. 
We have one user who actually pretends to let the kids fly the drone. Another user knocks on neighbors' doors, not just to inform them that he's doing the the flight, but hey, you want to come out and see what this is all about? Because they usually come out anyways and ask questions. So there are exciting use cases that we're seeing drones provide that people are using pre-sale. We're not a proposal tool. As I said before, platforms like Aurora, Helioscope, SolarGraph, Solar, all of those out there that are satellite imagery-based tools, they're great. They're great, and that's an important part of the solar value chain. However, when it comes to getting imagery, marketing content, accuracy, if it's pre-sale, we are a platform that is very useful. So what I like to say is that you can use us for a sales process, especially to close a sale, but we're really focusing on taking you through survey design into construction. All right. I think I get it, Jason. And it's fascinating to me how drones are going to immediately and are now immediately applying scale and efficiency, even for smaller companies to be able to compete against, I'll call it the big boys out there, right? But what's the switching cost? I mean, in time and effort, how can solar installers actually add an effective drone program? I believe you guys wrote like an entire handbook on this, but I'd like to hear a little bit more directly from you. Yeah, we, have, we do have a, about a 30, 35-page handbook that walks through the entire process. And we also presented it with Solar Energy International to their entire network uh, in May. So there's also a webinar recording if people want to see that. But in terms of switching costs, we see a drone program being able to be adopted within one, two, or three weeks, depending on the commitment of the company. To get your drone license, it's 10 to 12 hours of study time, one or two practice tests, and you could sit for it after that. The test is just 60 questions, multiple choice. You only need a 70% pass rate. And that's that test with the FAA to get your drone license. So we like to say people can do it in under a week. I always recommend do about two hours of studying a day, either morning or evening. Study on the weekend, do a couple practice exams on Sunday. And if you're hitting mid 80s, take your test Monday, Tuesday, and just really get it done quickly. While you're doing that, you can buy a drone. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Best, at Best Buy, a variety of places. They're off the shelf drones. And so by the end of that process, you could be up and running within one or two weeks. And that's probably the tightest amount of time we've seen people do it. But it's pretty easy. And I mentioned switching costs. You know, you're looking at about $2,000 or less per person. And the payback is in months one or two from all the benefits that we've talked about. So in terms of switching, it's pretty quick timeline. In terms of purchase price, it might seem like a large dollar amount, right? It's 2000 or less. But if you're getting that back with all the volume and all the efficiencies, it pays for itself. And in terms of workflow, instead of a ladder, tape measure, and truck, you got your drone and maybe your Prius if you want it. And instead of manually drafting in AutoCAD, you're drafting and you're, you're using automation in Scanify and you're finishing the output into AutoCAD that way automatically. So the workflow basically stays the same as well. Well, Jason, I expect by now that more than a few solar warriors are sitting back going, gosh, uh, what's the next step for me? I actually really want to look at what this looks like. And uh, they're in luck because I've invited you on Thursday to come join me on a webinar that we're going to do exactly that. So if you are still listening to this before September 23rd, thank you for being a, a rapid production listener. You can jump, jump on and watch this webinar with Jason and I at 3 p.m. on the 23rd of September. You can check it out at Scanifly, S-C-A-N-I. FLY.com forward slash Suncast. That's where we've put the registration page. And of course, as he just mentioned, there are some costs in, uh, inherent in becoming a drone survey pilot, uh, notably buying the drone and paying for the licensing. And uh, if you show up for the webinar, we're offering a free, pretty fantastic drone to one lucky attendee. Is that right, Jason? 
Yes, that's right. We're giving away a Mavic 2 Pro drone. It's the one that we typically recommend most. It has the best obstacle avoidance and automation um, for the value of it. Uh, And so it's a fantastic drone that a lot of our users have integrated. We'll also be giving away uh, with it to the winner a subscription to our partner to get the drone license. So the curriculum provider called the Drone Pilot Ground School. So by the end of it, you'll be fully prepared to both fly and sit for your FAA license. That is fantastic. Jason, before we go, one last question that I would be remiss not to ask, as many know, I've spent a lot of time outside of the U.S. You you seemed to hint earlier that this technology kind of works anywhere. A decent percentage of our listeners are based in Mexico and Latin America and broader uh, field. Does this work outside of the U.S. as well? Absolutely. Um, This works anywhere you got a drone and weather data, which we can cover the world with, right? And so we actually think that our technology that drone-based 3D modeling could even be better internationally for a couple of reasons. First, the satellite imagery is is less effective in a lot of markets. And we've seen amazing growth in Latin America, Eastern Europe, and Southeast Asia for solar. I think those are the next major markets. And so satellite imagery is inferior there, right? Also, the labor forces are new, right? We've heard of stories from a Brazilian uh, user where the designer actually has to go three hours into the field to get measurements because they don't trust the surveyor because they're not as technically savvy or they might want to cut corners. And the designer is ultimately responsible, so they're going out there. So when you use drones and automation, you can't cut corners. Technology won't allow you to do that. And so the labor force being newer, having new tech really enhances their capabilities. And then the third reason is drones are more ubiquitous internationally for those reasons alone. They're more comfortable. And drone regulatory environments are also less in you know emerging markets in some of these markets. And so we actually think that our platform could have a better use case outside of the U.S. or other core markets. Um, And we've seen users join our platform from Lithuania and Israel to South Korea and Australia and everywhere in between. Well, there you have it, Solar Warriors. I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is one of the most practical, tactical Tuesdays that have been in your earballs in a while. And uh, I want to just remind you that if you're sitting there thinking, man, this could be something that would be useful for my business, well, you can get a free demo of exactly how this works on this Thursday, September 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern time where Jason and I, uh, well, Jason's going to basically walk me through the software and and you too, kind of look over my shoulder. Go to scanifly.com forward slash suncast and join us this Thursday to learn how to build a solar drone program for your company. And as a free gift to you, Jason has agreed to give everyone a copy of his handbook on building a solar drone program. And one lucky attendee is going to win a free drone to make it that much easier for you to go ahead and get started. Jason, thank you so much for illuminating all the ways that drones really can have an impact now and help solar installers scale their business more efficiently through Q4, which is usually the crush. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great to talk about drones and technology, and I can't wait to see where the industry goes next. All right, Solar Warriors. Well, if you didn't know how to use drones and how they can help you scale your business now, you know, you are well-armed and you can now place drones in your arsenal and go attack the fourth quarter crush with more confidence and fewer redesigns. As we mentioned, Jason and I are going to do a webinar on Thursday, September 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can learn more about that at scanafly.com forward slash suncast. And come on, join us. Look over my shoulder while Jason teaches me how their software works. And hey, one of you lucky warriors is going to get a drone. 
On that webinar, Jason and I will walk through Scanifly's software, go deeper into drone flying, and really explore the scope of their technology. So go to scanifly.com forward slash suncast and register right now. Do it right now so that you don't forget. But if you're subscribed to my email, then you won't forget either because it should already be in your inbox. If you're not subscribed to the Suncast email list, please go do that at mysuncast.com. That way you'll know when one of these amazing, informative, instructive episodes drops every Tuesday and Thursday to help level up your game as you continue to climb the career ladder in the clean energy economy. Remember, you are what you listen to, Solar Warrior. Thank you for showing up once again. It's half the battle.